Hi, and welcome to episode 46 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, actually attending, and some house cleaning and updates. So I want to start today, you guys, with some thank yous. Um, I know it's been a little while since the last episode, um, but if my uh, metrics that I get on downloads and subscribers is accurate, then there's been a huge spike in um, people listening to the podcast. And so I wanted to take a minute just here at the beginning and say that if you are new, welcome and thank you so much for um, listening in and giving the podcast a shot. And if you have been here for a while, um, thank you. You are amazing and um, I appreciate all of you so, so much. So I'll just jump in. Um, it, I have a lot of finished objects this time. And I I think the issue is I, I had planned to record um, and written up all my stuff and gotten ready and then life got in the way. Um, and now it's been probably a solid two weeks longer than I intended it to be and since my last recording. And I have just tons. I'm trying to think of an, uh, just tons of finished objects. So I'm going to just jump right in. The first thing that I finished um, was a pair of fingerless mitts. The pattern that I knit them with was um, the Honeycomb Mitts by Tin Can Knits. And um, I knit these with some leftover Nerdstring DK that I had from knitting my um, shawl shrug. And I had some blue, which is the Sevens colorway. I also had some shade one of 50 and I had a little bit of chartreuse with envy. And so my, I was hoping that I would have enough to do them just in the sevens colorway. Um, and I just didn't quite eke it out enough. So um, what I ended up doing is I knit the one, the left mid, I think it is, is entirely in the blue. And then the right one um, is mostly the blue, but the thumb and like the ribbing at the top of the hand is the chartreuse with envy, which sparkles. And I am really happy with how it turned out. I did not have enough of the chartreuse with envy to have done that on both mitts because when I was finished, I thought, oh gosh, maybe I kind of wish that they, there was a little bit of green on both of them. But I didn't, I was just using odds and ends and I just didn't have enough laying around. So I'm very happy with how this turned out. It was a super quick thing. This was like a a day or so that this took me. I took my kids to Vail um, in late October and um, it was beautiful, beautiful weather. And I have to say, if you're local and you're in Colorado or you're ever considering coming to Colorado, October in Vail is um, amazing. We were up there for a weekend and it, we had the whole place to ourselves. Um, it was kind of past the peak for um, the Aspen. I don't really think that like the elk bugling is a big thing up there like it might be in Estes Park. And um, there really was hardly any snow at all. They were starting to make a little bit of snow at Vale at Beaver Creek where we stayed. There was no snow at all. It was like a ghost town. Like the kids were making jokes about the zombie apocalypse because it was so quiet up there. And it was, um, we went up to spend the weekend um, to memorialize our family member who passed away over the summer. And one of the things we did was we took rocks and we painted his initials on them and we left them um, all over the mountain, which was a really nice thing for us to do to kind of heal and memorialize and things like that. But it, it was nice for us as well because it was so quiet up there. And so we weren't in a hustly bustly 
tourist environment when we were doing that. It was very quiet, and we hiked at Beaver Creek one day, and, um, you know, we might have seen, like, half a dozen other people, and when we were up on the mountain at Vail hiking around, um, we saw one couple with their dogs, and that was really it, and so it was lovely to have that to ourselves, but I, I knit these mitts, to get back to that story, I knit these mitts because um, I wanted, I don't really have any good mitts, I have one pair that I knit like back when I was making bad choices in knitting, and I think the gauge was wrong, and I think the yarn was wrong, and I still have them, but I don't really wear them, and I thought it might be cold when we were in Vail, and I wanted some little mitts, so I I whipped them up in like a day. Um, the boys both want a pair, so I probably will knit some more, maybe stick them in their stockings at Christmas time. Um, but they're perfect. And then the other thing that we did a lot of when we were in Vail is we stayed at the um, we stayed at the Ritz Carlton at Bachelor Gulch, and it's right at the bottom of one of the chairlifts. And they had cornhole, which when we went to Lake Tahoe a couple of years ago, the kids and I played like a ton of cornhole and, um, I don't know, they really like it. So we did a lot of that while we were up there. Um, and the last morning we were there, it was chilly. And so they were fighting over who got to wear them while they were chucking bean bags at each other. So I highly recommend that pattern. I don't think it's a free pattern. Um, I think this is one of the ones that they gave away last year because they did 12 days of like Advent giving and they had free patterns during Advent. So I hope that they do that again. I have a lot of beautiful tin can knits patterns now in my library um, because of that. And so if I'll keep my eyes out and if that seems to be a thing again this year, um, I'll post about it on Instagram and on Facebook so that you guys can take advantage as well. So the other thing that I finished that I'm very, very excited about is I finished my doodler shawl um, by Stephen West. So this is a shawl that I was knitting with a sock blank that the kids and I dyed with Easter egg dye. Um, and it was three colors. So we got like neon egg dyeing kits. It was three colors, kind of a turquoise, a little bit of pink and a beautiful purple. And then I had some Manostil Uruguay um, Allegria in the agave colorway, I believe is the name of the colorway. And it was a, when I bought it, I really thought it was black. And as I knit with it, I think it was really more like a dark, dark, eggplanty purple with then those same colors. And I didn't buy it to go with them, but apparently I have a, an aesthetic that I like. Um, so I bought, I had that, and then I had some uh, Numma Numma The Usual in Blueberry Sorbet was the color. And I got that from Eat Sleep Knit several years ago and have been waiting for the perfect thing to do with it. So those were my three yarns for the doodler. And um, I have to say, I really enjoyed the knitting on that a lot. I knit on it pretty monogamously for a while. I had um, I had brought it with me to Hawaii and that was gonna be kind of my big Hawaii project. And then I, I got wigged out by the um, the instructions that said break the yarn at the end of every um, little wedge. And then I went to my local yarn shop and I was chatting with Gail, the owner, and she, she said, well, I just carried the yarn along. And that's what I ended up doing and it turned out fine. And then, then once I got knitting it, it was really kind of addictive. It was really a fun, fun pattern to knit. So I enjoyed that very much. I've been wearing my doodler like crazy. I love it. I love the way it looks. Um, I love the way the yarns came together and I'm super happy with it. The thing that was crazy was, you know, at the end and I, I did the, he's got lots of options for the end and one of them has little picos and things like that. I didn't do the little picos. Um, and I, and there were, 
wedges, I'm trying to remember, and you could do like four or you could do five. And I wanted to use up as much of the yarn as I could. And um, so I ended up doing five, five wedges and it was something like 650 stitches on the needles by the time it was done. And I think I hurt my shoulder, <laughs> which I've never had like knitting related aches and pains before. It kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, oh my God, I think I, I messed myself up. <laughs> but the, I did an I-cord bind off and 650 um, stitches. And I think it was just kind of overuse and like having, having the weight of that whole shawl um, on there while I tried to work with the yarn. I don't know. But my shoulder kind of ached for a, a pretty solid week. Um, after that. So, so that was kind of a bummer, but I love it. Um, super happy with it. It blocked out beautifully. It was another one of those, you know, especially cause it was garter stitch. Um, it was pretty small when it came off the needles and then I blocked it and it bloomed and it's beautiful and very, very wearable. Um, which is, which is really nice too. So that's going to be a staple for me for a long time. And it's, it's pretty special cause of the, the kids and the yarn and all of that. Um, so when that was done, I did decide to start doing some of these ornaments that I have been thinking about for Christmas. And the pattern that I have been working with so far is um, Victorian Yuletide. That's by Jen Sheelan. And Jen is a longtime friend of the podcast. She sponsors a lot of the knit-alongs and things like that. She's got a video podcast, which is um, fantastic, and you should go check it out. Um but I knit a couple of um, of these ornaments. So the first one that I did was, I believe it's the Elizabeth. So the way that the pattern is written, she has two of them. And I think I have like the first version and then there's the Victorian Yuletide 2. And they, um, the three varieties had women's names and I think this was the Elizabeth. Um, and it was kind of just a lacy um, cover for those plastic um, clear ornaments that you can buy like at Michaels and Walmart and whatever. And so the first one I did, I knit with just the white yarn. Um, I had some knit picks stroll shimmer. So it's got a little bit of Selena in it. Um, and I followed the pattern exactly. And I think it turned out beautifully. Although I, I do think I made a mistake. This one's probably going on my tree and not going to be a gift because I'm not sure it's perfect. Um, but it gave me a good sense of kind of like, you know, what to do. And so then I did a second one and I kind of, I used Jen's counts, but then I improvised and I just did like a six stitch cable, um, all the way up, you know, and kind of all the way around. Um, and I'm really happy with that one too. I think that one turned out really cute. Um, I think these are going to make terrific gifts. They're definitely going to be teacher gifts for my kids, teachers. I um, bought little Starbucks hot chocolate and marshmallow kits at the Hammond's Candy Factory when the kids and I went on a tour there. And so I have these great hot chocolate kits that I was going to give the teachers. And so I feel like this is a nice um, supplement to that. And I'll talk about another ornament idea in a later segment. Um, but then the third one that I did, I had some self-patterning yarn, and I'm going to have to look up the name and put it in the show notes. And show notes will probably be late this time, guys, because I want to get the episode um, published more than I want to publish show notes. Um, but I had this cute self-patterning yarn. I had this idea that maybe I was going to um, buy some Christmassy self-patterning yarn, and I may still. 
Um, and I am still obsessed with that picture yarn, but, um, but I've been strong and I haven't bought any yet. Um, but I have this, it's very cute. The thing about this yarn that I have is I'm not sure it's super Christmassy. Like it's kind of springy. It's like blues and greens and pinks and yellows, but I wanted to see how the self-patterning yarn knit up on the ornament. It's so cute. So cute. So then I decided that from there I would try one in a self-striping yarn. And I had some lollipop yarn leftovers from a pair of socks. And it was the Dua Diddy colorway. And it's like a dark gray with a chartreuse and a like a berry pink. I'm almost positive it's like fluorescent fuchsia is the dye. I would I would be pretty willing to bet that. Um and so I did like a self-striping one and now I have some other lollipop that's um oh gosh, something kiss. Anyways, it's pinks. I'm actually wearing my socks right this minute. <laughs> I'm staring at the yarn and wearing my socks at the same time. Um, but it's pinks, dark pink, light pink, and gray. Light gray, dark gray, I think, actually. Even. I don't know. I'm not just looking at my foot to tell that. But um, I have another one on the needle. So that one, I did notice it bloomed quite a bit more when I blocked it. Um, and it might end up being a little big on the ornament. But I'm going to fiddle with it. And any of them that don't turn out good enough to be gifts, it just means I get to add them to my tree. So I did buy a couple more boxes of the ornaments, and I, I'm pretty excited about these. I'm going to give these to my family as well. And my husband and I did a cool thing um, over the last month or so. We went to this place in Fort Collins, Colorado, called Vintages, where you do a wine tasting. They do some really good wine education, and then they do a tasting where they start to blend wines for you. And you can custom blend a case of wine. So we did a rosé, because I love a rosé. Um, and we did, it's a 10% Zinfandel and a 90% and Viognier. I'm almost positive. It might be 80-20. Um, and we got to go back uh, last weekend, and you they blend the wine for you. And then you get to bottle it yourself. I made custom labels. Um that have to do with Hawaii and my parents' place there and stuff. And then you you label them yourself and you get to put the corks in and put the little foil thing over the corks. So super fun. Um, so my parents and everybody, nobody listens. But but um, they're going to get that plus an ornament for Christmas. So anyways, that was uh, something really fun. I had kind of had this ornament thing on the mind for a long time. And I'm excited to have gotten it started. I'm really pleased with how they're turning out. The next thing that I finished, I want to talk a little bit about um, some yarn that I was sent to review. So I do work with uh, Stitchcraft Marketing um, on things to review for you guys here and there. And they're very generous about providing yarn for reviews. I'll talk about most of the yarn in um, the stash segment, but um, they sent me a skein of Naturally Nazareth which is a 100% merino wool. Um, and the colorway that I picked for this one was called Ice Skate, which is a beautiful cornflower blue. Although what I'll say is at first glance, it was cornflower blue when you look at it more closely. Um, and I think this must be more how it's spun than how it's dyed. It's got beautiful little flecks of like pinky purple in it. And so it's really, really cute. And they sent that to me for review. Um, and the color, when I got it, it's almost the exact color of my mom's winter coat. So then I decided that I would knit my mom a hat because I have not ever knit her a hat before. 
and I pulled out the um, the knitting all around stitch dictionary that I reviewed a couple episodes ago and there was a hat in there called the woven taffy toque I never know if I'm saying that right if it's toque or toque if I'm saying it wrong and somebody wants to tell me that would be awesome but anyways the woven taffy toque is how I'm gonna say it um, and so just a very simple cabled beanie and I knit that up for my mom and it turned out adorable. I really liked the yarn a lot. It's a very nice, um, very nice workhorse yarn for, you know, for something like, like a hat. Um, the end result was a fabric that was very, very squishy and soft. It blocked up beautifully. Um, I made a pom pom for it. And I'm very excited about that hat for my mom. So I highly recommend the yarn. Um, it's a Kramer Yarns. I hope I said that before. Kramer Yarns, Naturally Nazareth. And um, so I wanted to double check, and I did. I went over and checked. So I'm going to read you the description from the Kramer Yarns website, too. So it's a four-ply um, U.S. wool. So it's 100% U.S. wool. So I said before it was merino. I think I may have misspoken. Um, and it talks about a versatile yarn with great stitch definition. Um, I would agree with that for sure. The other thing that it talks about, it is great for felting. So, um, uh, obviously with a hat, I'm not too worried about my mom, like felting it, but something to think about if you are, um, going to use that yarn for anything. It was a uh, hundred grams and it was 184 yards. And like I said, highly recommend. I was very, very pleased with um, the way it knit up, I'm very, very pleased with the finished object that I was able to create with um, with that yarn, and I highly recommend it. So the last thing, you guys, um, is kind of a whole long story. Um, again, I had this pain in my shoulder, um, and I had been doing some things that were um, that were easier on my shoulder. Um, and I was feeling like when I knit with worsted weight that, um, that was helping with the ache in my shoulder. And so, um, I was looking for something in my, in my like UFOs that I could work on that was, um, worsted weight. And I had this scarf that I had cast on literally like five years ago. And I don't really know like why I didn't finish it. Because I really enjoyed the knitting. But you know how that goes. Like sometimes things are just not your um, top of mind, I guess. And every time like stash dash or something would come around, I'd think, oh, I should pull out this scarf. And I never did. Um, but it was the Dryad Scarf by Jared Flood. So it's just a beautiful cabled scarf. Um, cute little cables up the sides and then sort of a, a ropey cable, I would call it, um, pattern up the middle. And I had cast this on, like I said, in 2011. I think I bought the yarn in 2008. I bought the yarn at Shuttles, Spindles and Skeins, which is in Boulder. And it's called Brown Sheep Cotton Fleece. And so it's an 80% cotton, 20% wool blend, which frankly, again, like back to like when I didn't know better. If I were going to knit this again, I would knit it in wool. I don't knit a lot of cotton. Um... But the color is beautiful. It's this gorgeous red. Every year around the holidays, I think to myself, I should finish that beautiful red scarf because then I could wear it at the holidays. And so I took it out and I started to work on it. And it, it only took me two or three days to finish it. I probably had, I think the 
pattern called for like 16 repeats of the chart. So I probably had like six repeats to finish. And I worked on it watching TV and some things like that. And then I set it out to block. So I soaked it in cold water as I always do. And from the minute the water touched this yarn, red dye just like poured off it. Like, and you touch it and red just like comes out of this yarn. And I don't have a lot of experience with cotton. And so I really was not sure what to do because if I had that problem with a wool yarn, I would soak it in vinegar or soak it in citric acid and I would heat it and I would feel comfortable that it was set. But with the cotton content, I really had no idea what to do and it's predominantly cotton content. So I posted on Instagram about it and I've been posting pictures about it trying to get some advice and so I've tried a number of things to try to salvage this beautiful scarf. So the first thing that somebody recommended was soda ash. And so soda ash is um, a chemical that you use when you're doing tie-dye, for example. So if you're tie-dyeing t-shirts and you soak, cotton t-shirts, if you soak them in soda ash first, the dye will strike better and um, is less likely to wash out. So I have soda ash in my garage because I like to do tie-dye parties with my nieces and nephews in the summers. And we started to do soda ash with those a, a couple years ago. And um, so I gave it a good long soak in soda ash. And then I went to rinse it out and still just like red. Just the water runs red. Um, so that didn't work. And then uh, another suggestion that people had was Synthropol. And Synthropol is, um, is a chemical that is used on fibers to wash out either like sizing that's on fabric or um, dyes or things like that. Jack and I uh, a couple years ago did some silk painting and I should talk about that sometime. It was super fun. Um, but we did some silk painting and um, one of the things that you um, that you do first is you wash the silk in synthropol and it takes away any of the sizing and kind of opens up the fiber so that the dye or like the paint takes to it better. So I had some synthropol. So first I ran it after the soda soda ash. I was having trouble rinsing all of that residue from that out of the garment, and so I threw it in a delicate wash in my washing machine on with cold water, just a quick delicate wash to get the soda ash out. Then I soaked it again, still bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. So then I did the same thing, threw it in a delicate wash in my washing machine, and I wouldn't be doing this, like if I was washing it like this and it was wool, I'd be freaking out, but it is cotton, so it seems to be fine. So then I washed it in my washing machine, delicate cycle, with Synthropol. Still didn't work. Then I soaked it again last night with Synthropol, and I, um, a lot of red came out. I left it overnight in a bath of Synthropol in cold water, warm water, actually, I think. Um, overnight and came down this morning to a sink full of red water. Um, so then the recommendation that people have been making is retini, which I can't find locally. I went a couple places today to try to find it, and, like, they didn't have it at Walmart with the RIT dyes. It's, I believe it, there's a RIT product, um, and they didn't have it. And um, I, I do think I can get some on Amazon. So if none of these other things work, 
Um, I will order some Retin-I from Amazon and see how that goes. Um, but but I did, um, Emily, my friend Emily recommended a um, color catcher. So that's a thing that you can buy. I did buy it at Walmart. And it looks like a dryer sheet, but you throw it in the wash and it pulls the dye to that. And it's supposed to pull the dye out or maybe just catch the loose dye that's in the water and draw it to this little sheet instead of drying it to other garments in your wash load. So I did that once. It talked about on the box that like maybe use more than one if you have a, a garment that you think is um, not color fast. So the first time I put in one and I brought it back up and I tried to just run some water over it to see. And it really is just now at the point where it's just a little bit of pink. So I'm starting to feel like it's probably wearable. When I first soaked it and it just was pouring red dye off it, I thought I can't even wear this because it's a scarf. I might get warm. I might perspire and I think it would ruin my clothes. Um, and I was like, I can't donate it because then I'll just ruin somebody else's clothes. So I think it may be getting to the point now where um, it's prob it's potentially wearable. Um, I don't think it's washable except by itself. Um, and and I did throw it through another delicate cycle um, with more color catchers. And we'll see what happens. And I'll probably take pictures of the color catchers, the after pictures, right? And just kind of let you guys see what it looks like. But it's crazy. Um, so if anybody has experience with this, with cotton yarn, I'm just very curious what kinds of things you do to stop something like this um, from happening. I really, um, I guess I'm really just curious more than anything at this point. Um, and I certainly will, if I don't have good results with the things I've tried, I will order some Retin-I and I will give that a shot. And I do intend to reach out to the manufacturer and kind of let them know. And I may call the girls at Shuttles as well. Although, like I said, I bought this yarn, like, I, I believe it was eight years ago, seven years ago, a long time ago. But I'm curious what they would say as well and sort of whether they've heard this from other people. Um, so I'll keep you guys posted about that as well. But um, I guess the good news is I have a beautiful, beautiful Jared Vaughn scarf that maybe I will get to wear this holiday season. Um, and uh, that's it. That's it for for finished objects. I'm sure that is a record for um, finished objects in one episode from me. So um, that is the end of my list. Actually working. So you might think that with all those finished objects, um, I had nothing on the needles to talk about, but you would be wrong. <laughs> I have a long list today of um, projects that I have been working on since we last spoke. So the first of those is I am working on the Building Blocks Shawl by Stephen West. That was the Stephen West Mystery Knit Along for 2016. I was really excited about this one. Um, and I cast it on, and I was keeping up really well with the weekly clues. I don't know, like I think I'm on week three, and I think I was pretty close to uh, to that as it was coming along. But I I was kind of prioritizing the doodler, and then the doodler started to make my shoulder hurt. And I think this is, I know, actually now looking at it, this is going to be the same kind of thing where it's going to continue to grow and grow. I haven't quite decided 
which size I'll do. There are some size options in terms of like numbers of repeats of things that you do that um, impact the size. But I think as a general rule, I really like a big shawl. And so I probably will do a big size of this. And I, I don't want to try to tackle that and hurt my shoulder again right now. So I've been doing a lot of yoga um, in the hopes that that will also help to just strengthen that shoulder back up. And um, I will definitely pick this back up soon and finish it up. Um, my colors, I had some Sweet Georgia yarns in a beautiful dark turquoise that I don't remember the name of. Um, I had some Button Jar Blue Madeline Tosh um, sock. And then I had some Western Sky Knits Aspen in the stained glass colorway and some Hue Loco Glitz, I think it's called Glitz, in, in a gray that I bought at Yarn Along the Rockies. I bought it at Finger Play Studio. And so those are my four colors. It's turning out super cute. I really enjoy the design. Um, and it's very fun to knit. It's a pretty simple knit. Um, and I was excited about everybody's finished pictures as they were wrapping them up. So that one is hibernating for a little while while I recover, um, but we'll be back on the needles soon, I'm sure. And then I already talked about the ornaments, so I do have a couple more ornaments. Um, and I've been doing a little bit of sock knitting. I hadn't done much sock knitting lately. Um, but Halloween night, I grabbed um, I grabbed my Erin Lane bag. I have an Erin Lane sock bag that I that I bought at Yarnfest the first year, and it's got a cute little um, ribbon that comes off it that snaps, so you can snap it to your belt loop. So this was a big year in my house in terms of Halloween because my oldest went trick-or-treating at a friend's house. He didn't trick-or-treat at home, um, which was okay. He's in eighth grade, and he's too cool <laughs> to, to trick-or-treat with his mom. So, so Benny had a friend over here. Um, and so I took Benny and his friend trick-or-treating, but they're still, they're pretty independent. They're almost 11. Um, and so I was, I was with them, but not like directly with them. They were focused on each other and focused on their trick-or-treating and I was just kind of walking along. And so I snapped my little Erin Lane bag on my jeans and I grabbed some yarn that I had brought with me into Hawaii and like started a sock and like a little teeny bit of the sock cup. Uh, and this was just some yarn that I had dyed in the spring. So it's that platinum sock base. And I did kind of a hand painting, sort of like how Lemonade Shop does her yarn. So I did gray most of the way around. And then at, at one end, I kind of hand painted some colors, um, two or three colors. There's like some hot pink. I've got it right here. But there's some hot pink and there was some turquoise. And it kind of blends nicely. And so there's a little bit of sections where there's yellow and orange um, and some green. So I think that must be what I did was kind of pink and blue and yellow. And it's super cute. And I and I knit that, I kind of managed to knit the whole um, cuff of the sock while we were out trick-or-treating. And then I decided to take a chance, and we'll see what I think, um, to take a chance and knit this sock stockinette. Um, I always do a three-by-one rib on the leg of my sock. Um, but I just decided to give this a shot. What's really, really funny is you can see that at the beginning, I'll post a picture of this too. Um, at the beginning, 
it's striping really nicely. And then my gauge got really loose and kind of crazy. And there's this funny section of pooling. And, but I'm not going to rip it back because I don't care. Um, and then last night we were at the movies. And honestly, my fabric is nice. Like, it's really nice stockinette fabric here. Um, but then it goes back to kind of striping again. So it's just kind of hysterical. It's like, what happened to me that the one, it's probably one day's worth of knitting where it's super loose. And then it goes back to this beautiful tight. I think about the cat, like when I was knitting it last night, I was thinking about the Kate Atherley class and she talked about just like a fabric that would wear well in a sock. And that's what this feels like to me, like real nice, tight fabric. Um, but, <laughs> but about two inches down from the cup, it's like, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, so anyways, my sock mojo seems to be back a little bit. I've also been working a little bit here and there on the socks for my husband for Christmas because they've been on the needle since February and now it's November. So I got to get my act together. Um, so that, those are my sock mojos back maybe a little bit, which is good. I have a lot of socks I need to like finish. Um, Jack's Bronco socks have been languishing for a while. Ben's Star Trek socks need, um, heels. And I have several pairs for myself that are pretty far along. I think I knit on my Vegas socks a little bit too. Um, and those were Madeline Tosh sock, um, which is a, which is a yarn I will definitely buy again quite a lot because I love it. Um, and that was in electric rainbow, I think. And it's, it's cute. And I bought it to bring to knit in Vegas in February. I haven't finished the socks yet. So um, so that was some sock knitting. The main project that I've been working on this past week, um, was my true friend sweater. So that is a Vera Valimaki pattern. Really cute. Um, her sample is two colors. I'm going to knit it with three. I made some decisions about changing up a couple of things. Um, so right now I'm working with Handmade and Fine Casbah, um, which is an MCN, and the one that I have was a Christmas gift from my husband last year, and it's turquoise and gray. Then I have some yarn ink yarn, and it's kind of funny because it's been this revolving door of like I bought all these different yarns to go with each other, and then I keep changing my mind. But I bought some yarn ink yarn that has some beautiful turquoise speckles and purple speckles and gray. And what I was going to use as the third color was Sunshine Yarns, um, Aegean that I bought at Fingerplay Studio during Yarn Along the Rockies. And I and I wanted to put it with that yarn ink yarn. But then I decided that the way I'm going to do this, it's kind of like solid on the chest and the back. And then there's these cute stripes that go around it. And I decided that the dark stripe might be too much and might look funny. So what I'm going to do instead is I have a second skein of Madeline Tosh Button Jar Blue. I was going to pair that with my Gail's Art Sock Blank that I got in Rhinebeck, and I was going to make a two-color shawl. So I'm swapping those. So the dark blue from the um, Sunshine Yarns is going to look beautiful, beautiful with my Gail's Art Sock Blank. And then this Button Jar Blue is more like the turquoise that's in the Handmade and Fine Casbah. And I also think, because she, because I'm kind of fudging the yardage a little bit, um, I think that's just going to work a little better in terms of making sure that I can stretch the yarn for what I need it to be. So I, um, I knit on this quite a bit last weekend. The kids, I took the kids to see Doctor Strange, which was quite good. Um, and 
So um, I'm most of the way done with the back, you know, the front and the back, and then you kind of like pick up around. And so I'm most of the way done with the back, and um, that's when it will start to get like super fun and interesting. And I think that's going to be a piece that just based on the yarns I picked and also it's a really cute um, fit, little pullover. Um, I think it's a piece I'll get a lot of wear out of. So that's um, on my needles as well. The last thing that I am working on right now that I'm working on as we speak is you might, if you've been listening a long time, you might remember that at one point I had been knitting a garter squish blanket. It was intended as a... Um, wedding gift for my cousin but then I never finished it and I'm at this point it might be for me um because the cats spend a lot of time sitting on it frankly I'm not sure it's giftable but I bought um four colors of oh gosh, a Knit Picks worsted it's a single um and what you do with the yarn is you hold two colors together so I have a royal blue I think it's called Captain I might remember the names of the colors. One of them's definitely called Captain, and the other thing is it's called like Maritime. Um, and then I bought a gray, and so I'm holding a gray together with each of these three blues, and I'm just doing, you know, um, I think the pattern calls for like you do 24, you know, rows of garter stitch, and then you switch it up. Um, and so it's coming together really cute. I had only been gotten through, I have not gotten very far in this. Um, I had only gotten through like the first two stripy sections. And part of, maybe I'd done the first three and part of the fourth, and now I'm on the fifth. So that's kind of coming along. It's, um, it's been nice, mindless knitting. And again, even though it's a blanket and it's kind of big, I'm, I'm knitting it on size 13 needles. Um, it's not hurting my shoulder. So that's working out pretty well um, for me right now. So those are all of the things that are on my needles currently actually stashed. I've been pretty good, you guys, about not purchasing yarn, and I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, but I have some fun things to talk about today with new yarn that has come my way. So the first is I talked last episode about the fact that my mom had just been back from um, Ireland and Scotland, and she brought me back some Donegal tweed. And she's so cute because nobody else's presence. She shipped everything else home, but she brought me my yarn <laughs> in person. Um, so she brought that down to me last week or the week before. And um, it is a beautiful blue. There's like, it's, it's a worsted weight. It's already caked. There's no like tag or anything like that. Um, but I'm pretty excited about it. It's a gorgeous color. I'm not sure what it's going to grow up to be yet, but it was so sweet of my mom to bring that back all the way back for me. Um, especially because, um, she crammed it in her suitcase that she really barely had any room in. So, so that, um, more to come on that. Maybe it's going to be a hat. Probably it's going to be a hat, but I haven't quite decided yet. Um, and then I have two more review yarns that I'm pretty excited about. And so I'm going to talk about these a little bit today. And then um, as I knit with them, I will um, give you guys some more background. The first one, again, these were all provided for me um, for review by Stitchcraft Marketing. Um, the first one is uh, June Cashmere. So um, Stitchcraft, the folks at Stitchcraft and at June Cashmere sent me um, a skein of their DK yarn, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this because it's super cool. Um, they are 100% cashmere yarns, and they are collected 
directly from Kirzik, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, shepherds in small family farms. Um, and so June, it says, is the Kirzik word for animal fiber. Um, and so they sent me, like I said, a, um, a beautiful skein of their cashmere knitting yarn. And it is a DK weight, which is 50 grams. Um, it's a six-ply DK, and it was 150 yards. The colorway that I chose was called Aegean, big surprise. Um, and it's a beautiful greenish turquoise. Very excited about this yarn. It is so soft and so squishy. And I've never knit with 100% cashmere before, so I'm pretty excited about this one. Um and the retail price on this one is $44 per skein. So I have the one skein. I think I'm going to make some mitts because uh, I do really like those little honeycomb mitts that I made. I started, I cast on actually um, a pair of knits. Did I just say a pair of knits? A pair of mitts from that same knitting all around stitch dictionary. And my gauge is off. They're going to be too big. So I need to fiddle with that a little bit, and I'm not convinced that that's the pattern I want to use. So um, I will sp spend some time this week and figure out exactly what this yarn wants to grow up to be. But I've got it all caked up. When I'm feeling blue, I just go touch it because it's lovely and squishy and soft. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So thank you to June Cashmere and Stitchcraft Marketing for that and more to come as I um, as I get my gauge in gear and, and try to figure that out. The second one is also pretty exciting. So I got some more yarn from Kramer Yarns. So I've now knit with quite a few of their different yarns. Um, they had provided me with some, oh gosh, some cotton silk bamboo um, over the summer, and I made my mom a shawl for Mother's Day. Um, the Naturally Nazareth is one of theirs. I have some that they donated for the goodie bags at Yarnfest that's a mohair, which I'm not sure is my thing, but it's a beautiful yarn. Um, and this one is their Sterling Silk and Silver. And so this is a 63% U.S. Superwash Merino, 20% silk, 15% nylon, and 2% polyfiber with aluminum coating, which I think is probably not the same thing as Stellina, but it, it sparkles. Um, it says, although sterling is a sock weight, it is meant for much more than socks. Um, and they have beautiful colors. Um, and so the color that I picked was princess, which is a pink. Um, it's hundred grams, 420 yards. And what I think I'm going to do with this is, um, I bought some yarn at the Loopy U over the summer, um, from a company called Into the Cauldron. Fresh from the cauldron, fresh from the cauldron, sorry. And I bought it thinking it was self-striping. And then I convinced my friend Jen to buy some because I thought it was self-striping. And then it wasn't self-striping. It's variegated. Um, and it's got some of the exact same pink in it. And so what I think I'm going to do, it's either going to be a shawl or it's going to be um, the shawl shirt, which is the last of the set of three patterns that I bought from Suzanne Summer. So I bought them as a three-pack um, because I did, I was doing the shawl shrug and the shawl, um, hoodie. What did, there's another word, but the shawl hoodie thing, cardi hoodie, something hoodie cardi. 
Um, and so there's also like a shirt, which is ends up making kind of just like a t-shirty thing. And I'm not convinced I have the yardage, but I could go buy more of either of these yarns. Um, so that's what I think that one's going to grow up to be. So I'm very excited to review these for you guys. Um, I will keep you posted. I am definitely planning to crank something out with both of these yarns um, over the next couple of episodes. And so stay tuned actually attending. The last time I recorded, you guys, I forgot to tell you about an event that I enjoy quite a bit that I ended up going to um, about a week and a half ago, and that was the Boulder County Hand Weavers Guild show. Holy wow. Um, so that is an event. The Boulder County Hand Weavers Guild is our local guild. Um, they do this every year at the Boulder County Fairgrounds, and it's so much fun. And so uh, there were a couple of things there um, that I really enjoyed. So I went the first day of the show, I dropped the kids at martial arts, and then I um, I went over to the fairgrounds. And they, they do a juried show, which is always neat. There's always really fascinating things there. A lot of times there are quilted things and things like that. Um, there's always yarn and roving, a lot of hand-spun yarn, a lot of hand-dyed yarn, a lot of roving um, and then just beautiful work, everything from like painted silk stuff, um, a lot of weaving, um, which is really neat. A lot of, you know, people who knit mitts or hats or things like that, that people might want to give as gifts. There was, um, there were two artists that are there that I really, really liked. Um, the one was the quilted horse and she had beautiful, felted scarves um that were just gorgeous and she had these super cute felted like um wristers and when I say felted it was like made from felt like not knitted and felted but actually like art felted and beaded and they were beautiful and then the other one was Amy Mundinger and her um her website is, she's at Pine Street Studio, and she had all these beautiful bags made from upcycled sweaters, wool sweaters, and things like that, but very well finished, fully lined, gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful bags. Um, so that was a lot of fun. It was just something that I really enjoy to go out. I find it very inspiring to go and kind of see everybody's work and look at the different things and, and the artistry that goes into some of this stuff is always very inspiring. So unfortunately I didn't talk about it before and now it is over, but if you're local and next fall, you're looking for something great to do, a great way to find inspiration or buy some local yarn or things like that, definitely do check out the Boulder County Handweavers Guild. The only thing that I bought the day of was, um, I bought a little ornament. Uh, there was a woman there. She had like a, it was a tree, like a, an aspen tree probably it had branches right it wasn't a fir tree um and she had all these beautiful little ornaments hanging from it and they are called dragon boat ornaments um and so they look like little they're made to look like these chinese dumplings i guess um and uh i found a tutorial which i will link um on a website called Craft Sanity, but the woman stood with me for a really long time and showed me kind of how she did them. And so they're paper on the inside and they fold up into kind of, they make kind of a diamond shape that's really meant to represent like a dumpling. 
And then she had them wrapped in embroidery thread, but also in beautiful ribbon. So I bought one that was this gorgeous, like, magenta string and then magenta and gold, shiny gold ribbon. Um, and then I found this tutorial, and I did make one myself. And I just used some bright blue embroidery thread that I had, and then I, I bought some um, silver and white, um, like, crochet cotton. So I may try to make those with the kids and add them to our our coterie of ornaments, but it was really just like a super fun thing, and they were beautiful and gorgeous, and the woman was so generous to just stand there and talk to me about it for such a long time, so I was happy to bring home a piece of her work from the show. So that was um, something that I have attended. Upcoming, um, I will be at Stitches West in San Jose on February 24th and 25th. I'll be there the Friday and Saturday of Stitches. I'm super excited. Um, and Interweave Yarn Fest is coming up. It is March 30th to February 2nd this year. And registration for workshops opens tomorrow, which is Sunday, November 14th. So that's exciting because that's something that I, I really enjoy and it's local here. Um, and every year I go, there's more people there that I know. Um, certainly plans are in the works for the next Knit Nosh, but I don't have anything I'm ready to share with you guys. Um, at this point. So that's it for events. And so guys, I'm a little bit behind on, um, some housekeeping stuff. The, uh, the Knit Nosh Along, this version of the Knit Nosh Along did end on November the 1st. I have not had time to tally up points or award prizes. I have all the prizes here now ready to go. Um, so my goal will be to announce winners in the next episode and try to get that stuff out to everybody um, before the crazy holiday rush. So keep your ears peeled for next time, um, and we'll talk about that. The other giveaway that I had going was the Amplitude Shawl giveaway, and that's um, that's from um, Greg, who is Knitting Daddy on Ravelry, his beautiful shawl. I did pick out yarn myself to knit this one, so I'm pretty excited. I'm going to knit this with some uh, Western Sky Knits yarn that I bought um at yarn fest this year that was my only yarn fest purchase that didn't have a project for it yet um but same thing i haven't had time to um pull a winner yet so i will keep you guys posted i will announce the winner next time um and i think that's it for housekeeping so at this point i want to just take a minute um because i wouldn't i wouldn't feel okay if i didn't and i um I want to talk about the election and if you don't want to talk about the election um i completely understand and that's why i saved it for the end because i know people might want not want to listen um i know i for one have had a hard time um this week with the results of the election i'm a pretty politically active person um i worked pretty hard on the hillary clinton campaign um so tuesday was a hard day for me and i just wanted to say to all of you how much I love what I've seen, you know, in the knitting community in terms of an outreach of positivity and love, this whole knitters pay it forward thing. Um, my friend Jen paid it forward to me with a free pattern from Kino Knits, so thank you, Jen. Um, and I do think I will at some point try to engage in that and, and do a little bit of paying it forward. Um, and for me personally, um, what I am trying to do every day is just one positive thing. I've been trying to donate to um, charities that I think need support in this time in our country. Um, and I'm trying to just 
do some positive things. I'm thinking about organizing um, some formal charitable things going forward, and I have some friends that I'm talking to about that. So if you're local and you're interested, I'm not going to talk about that a ton on the podcast, but if you'd like to get out and do some good with me and some of my friends, please let me know. Um, you guys can always reach me through Ravelry or Instagram, or my email is knitactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Um, but I wanted to leave you guys with a quote from an email that I got um, that just said, you know, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can. And I think um, everyone, with, wherever you are in the world, there's never any harm um, in doing good. And so I wanted to thank everybody for being a positive space for me um, and for being supportive of this podcast because it does bring love and light into my life. And, um, and you guys have brought a tremendous amount of love and light into my life. And right now I'm feeling like I need that. So thank you all. And, um, and that's it for the episode. So thank you guys. I should be back on a regular recording schedule now. Uh, it's coming up on Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And so I will certainly be back to talk to you guys before then. And before we know it, then the Christmas season will be upon us, um, which is exciting. And I'm sure everybody's trying to get a ton of knitting done for that. So until next time, you guys, happy knitting. And thank you so much for being here. And I'll talk to you soon.